Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Silver Lining podcast. This is your host, Wendy Rosenthal, an intuitive healer and mindset coach for women, who is here to help you see the gift in disguise in the ups and downs in life so that you heal the mind, body, and spirit. Why? Because I know it is possible. Because I am not letting a cancer diagnosis stop me from living my best life. And I can teach you too how to break free from anxiety and overwhelm from a life-changing diagnosis or an event so that you can remember your healing potential and create the life that you desire. Hello, hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome back to the show. Ah, I hope you're having already an amazing day today. It's so beautiful outside, and I'm looking out the window right now, and it's so nice and sunny crisp air and so fresh and um and also because yesterday we had what i feel was our first rain for the season so already feeling so abundant so blessed whenever there's water around us it's just a sign of blessing for all of us so today today we're going to continue on part two with what we started um in the last episode with why it is that you might be self-sabotaging yourself so in the last episode, we talked a little bit about how it is so common for many of us, pretty much all of us, even the most expert in organizing their schedules and uh, being productive and planning, but still there is some sort of self-sabotage or um, coming up with excuses or maybe thinking that we are so organized and, and we still leave things for later because we want to make things perfect because maybe we are not ready yet or whatever whatever reason might come up into our mind because sometimes those are ways for us to feel good about ourselves even though we're still delaying the things that we want to achieve and therefore delaying the results that we want to get, right? So today we're going to talk about part two, which um, I... I don't know if I briefly mentioned about this last week or sorry, in the last episode, because in the last episode, part of part one was that one of the reasons why people leave things for later is because they don't know how to prioritize. They have no idea. They probably are not clear. They don't have focus in what is important in the moment, what is the priority so that they can get to those things first or right away and know that. When something is that important and when you are excited about it, because it's not just about being productive, but also it's about your feelings going into this activity, into this uh, task or whatever it is that you want to do. If that is not exciting to you, most likely you're not going to do it. And we're going to talk a little bit about that now, because today what it is, um, part of part two is emotional resistance that some of us have in achieving some things. Let me have a sip of my celery juice, hold on. Which by the way, now that we're getting into the colder days, please hydrate even more so because the air is drier uh, because we have the heater on most of the time and our skin gets dry, so hydrate and also moisturize your skin. A little PSA for you. <laughs> Okay, <clears throat> so to recap really quick, in part one, we noticed that 
Some people are not able to prioritize what it is that they want to do because they have lack of clarity, because they don't have a system or they don't they don't know how to get organized and be productive. And I gave you a few tips about that. And so you can go back to the last episode and listen to that. So in today, today's episode is all about emotional resistance that for some people and including myself, part of why we don't get things done or we leave things later which means we self-sabotage ourselves is because we don't want to confront that emotion. We don't want to go deeper into why we procrastinate. I hear over and over and over and including myself that people say, I just don't know why, you know, I don't do this right away. Even if, and this is actually from my own experience as well. Like things get me so excited sometimes. And sometimes when I'm so drunk in that excitement, I still leave things for later, whether it is coming up with a program, when it is um, uh, making, having a project, planning for something. Uh, I get so, so excited that I'm like, okay, this is too much. This is too much excitement. I'm going to do this tomorrow. I'm going to do this later. And what happens the next day or tomorrow or later, it just, I just keep delaying. And I, this is something very common that I find in some other women as well when we coach, when we have coached together and, and then we make excuses like oh, we don't have time. Uh, maybe this is not the perfect time right now. And part of having that emotional resistance is because we are in a way preventing ourselves from facing some sort of fear. We want to avoid something that might be uncomfortable. We want to avoid the fear. We want to, uh, pretty much, delay having to face something that deep inside maybe it's not it is not in our conscious mind but deep inside our subconscious knows that it's something that is going to be challenging or is going to be um too much revealing or we have to go through some sort of uh breakthrough or awakening that most times is uncomfortable because that's just part of growing up and part of evolving right you have to face something challenging to break through and so, um, and then we avoid, we just want to avoid it to feel better, even though we know, and here's the thing that is also very common across the board, that people know that they are in this uncomfortable space. Let's say living a relationship that is toxic or living a job that is sucking out their soul, or it is maybe um, not able to change some habits, such as, let's say, healthy eating, right? Like I had a couple of people who knew they had to change their eating habits because the way they were eating was not contributing to their health, right? Not just about weight, but also about their health. Like they, they were lacking energy. Some of the blood work wasn't uh, the best. And the doctor kept saying, you have to eat less of this and more of that. So even with that, changing that habit was so challenging for them and they knew it had to be done, but yet it was hard according to them, right? It was so difficult. <clears throat> and so there is part of that emotional resistance that we might avoid the commitment to do something to finish a task, to change a habit, to learn something new, to keep your own words and keep going with what you promised yourself in doing because it evokes some sort of emotion. <clears throat> That's part of the emotional resistance because we know deep inside, maybe again, not in, not in your awareness, but we know that there will be some sort of emotion that is coming, coming out from it. 
And we have tried so hard to really avoid that feeling, that emotion, that, that uncomfortability. Because again, the number one thing for us to do for our mind, right? For, for, for our um, primitive mind is to keep us safe, keep us protected. So if it knows that something is uncomfortable, if it knows something has to change and it's going to take you out of your comfort zone, it's going to shake you up, it's going to realize that maybe so far for the last few decades or your whole life, you've been living in a way that has not been supportive. That's really heartbreaking sometimes, right? And it was for me a few years ago when I realized that some of the beliefs that I was still holding on to, I've been holding on to them for all my life, for 40 plus years and that it wasn't supportive in this moment, in this present time, and it was definitely not supportive at the time when I was little, when that belief was created. So in a way, it really made me so sad to realize that. And it was like, oh my gosh, you know, poor, in a way, yes, I was like, poor you, you know, like, I'm so sorry happened to you. But then also it was a little bit of anger that came out because anger towards myself because I felt bad that I allowed that to happen for so long. But also at that time, in that moment, it was a, an awakening time of saying or realizing, well, if it has happened all these years, all these decades, then now is the time when I can shift, I can flip the switch and make a change, which it's not always easy. Let's let's just say that. But then we can do it. We can start with little little steps. We can start <clears throat> by making little adjustments to the things that we want to change in our lives. So here are some of the things that could be um, included in that emotional resistance. So first of all, look at yourself right now. And if there is something that you still are not seeing results on, if there is some sort of excuse that you come up with in achieving something, maybe it is cleaning your house, which is happens to me all of the time. Um, for instance, I, I, I try to keep my home, my home very tidy, very clean, organized, minimalist in a way. Um, in, so that everything is in its place. Also, because remember, if you've been a listener of the show for quite a while, you know that my sign is cancer. So as a cancerian, I'm very homey, very into taking care of my home. That's my altar. That's my temple and making sure that I'm safe, nurtured, and I have everything that I need well taken care of in my own home. So that's, that's one of the things that I always try to to promote in my house. But now it's not always the case because one, I live with three cats. Two, my mom is with me uh, half of the year. And um, and in a way, I also know that I hold on to some things because of the sentiment, sentimental value. And that's also part of me that I'm a very, uh, I get attached so easily to things that provide some sort of emotion, especially from the past, especially if it's something that gave me some sort of comforting feeling in the past. So my office or my room or some, some areas in my house, yes, it's still clutter. There are still things that I wish I could get rid of, but I still don't do it because of that sentiment of value that I'm holding on to. But if I go deeper into that, what is that emotion that comes? Well, at first is I don't want to throw things away because I, whenever I look at them, they bring me back uh, memories to when I was little girl or I felt good about it. It gave me comfort. It gave me all that support. But when I think about it, is that still, is, is that still necessary in this moment? 
no, I'm not that little girl anymore. I know I don't need that type of comfort. I don't need that safety anymore because I can get it in any other way. So it's more about the memories, really. It's more about um, the memory of what things were like back then, right? And so for me, so then I have to go through the process of thinking like how, okay, I can see the value of these objects and these things I want to get rid of, but at the same time, there's a conflict in my mind and my heart, right? But how else can I, can I get that same feeling, the same emotion, or even um, keep that same memory from years ago without having so much clutter, so then, you know, obviously there's the conflict in thinking, well, if I throw things away, what does that really mean? You know, like, do I really need to have a physical form in my hands to feel comforted, to feel safe, to keep that memory? Likely not. So I just play around with those thoughts and I, I start really seeing what is more important in that moment and maybe finding ways in which I can keep that memory alive, but in not in a physical form. Maybe I can take pictures and put it on a scrapbook, or maybe I can <clears throat> um, give it away. And and with that with that gift, I can evoke the emotion or the feeling of giving and abundance and providing for others and maybe making other people feel safe or in the same way if they need that in the moment, right? So so for a lot of us, sometimes when we are trying to change habits, one of the things that we try to avoid is, is feeling that uncomfortability that we talked about a little bit uh, ago. And part of it is because we lack that or we have that fear of change. Change is very uncomfortable for a lot of us, for everybody. It's very uncomfortable. So once we we feel that we are safe in space and doing certain things, even if we know it's not the best for us, even if we know we would like to change, we still do it because it's so uncomfortable, it's so safe, it's the thing that we have known for so long. So we stay in that same space. <clears throat> the next thing that... For many of, many of us, many people, um, the reason why we still have that emotional resistance of changing, of uh, taking action, of uh, taking that first step or, or maybe um, prioritizing and stop self-sabotage is that we avoid confronting past trauma or past beliefs. And let me just remind you, this is at the subconscious level. So whenever we talk about the mind, most of the time, and I always will remind you, is mostly at the subconscious level because we don't, not a lot of us have gotten to this awareness in, in which we walk around thinking and knowing what are our past beliefs. You really got to work. Um, uh, it takes time. You got to work on yourself. And I will say that I'm, I've become quite good at it. <laughs> I'm also laughing, which by the way, let me have a sip of my juice. Hold on. <laughs> okay. I'm laughing because <clears throat> I I can say that I am proud that I've worked on this past trauma, um, all beliefs, changing the mind. I've studied for it as well when I've uh, gotten my training for hypnotherapy how to work with the mind, how to recognize those beliefs, those things that are blocking us, holding us, that is really in the back burner or more about the back, uh, the background, right? It's, it's something that is present and so, um, 
some hidden from us that we don't always see it. But I've been able to recognize it with the time that I spend going deeper into learning and understanding this process. But I'm laughing because at the same time, the more you know, the more you learn and understand, <laughs> um, the crazy it gets because it makes you have this awareness and know sometimes what to do. But yet it's frightening because you are facing parts of yourself that you didn't know were there or that are um, uncomfortable to see or that, like I told you before, with our realization of why things um like realizing that I've been holding on to things for decades. So it makes you really peel layers about the past, about yourself, about things that you, for some people, they don't want to see, they don't want to acknowledge, they don't want to be aware of because there's this um, belief that maybe it's best not to know. And I heard this many times, especially when it comes to health and like for instance, for some people, when I promote and and being conscious about your health and getting tests and and really digging in and and being your own detective when it comes to your health, and people sometimes respond say, "Well, I I rather not know because I wouldn't want to live with the worry of what I have," and so they will prefer just going on with their lives. Everything is still the same; nothing changes, and not knowing that they have something that. Quite, could be quite scary, which I understand completely because that's based on the beliefs that we grew up with. But at the same time, there will be a point that that, let's say if it is health related, that situation that disease, that condition is going to really knock louder on the door in which you have to really stop and look at it and, and pretty much wake up from this other type of life that you've been living by ignoring what's been there, Right ignoring that big elephant in the room. So many people just avoid um, the change, avoid uh, taking the step because they don't want to look at past trauma because it might, at this time, it might evolve going back and understanding. And for us to understand, we got to go deeper and deeper, like dig in and peel layers and layers and layers. But also let me assure you that when we do that, yes, it is scary. It is sometimes very uncomfortable in realizing the deeper layers of ourselves and who we truly are. But at the same time, whenever there's pain, whenever there is discomfort, whenever there is a challenge and struggle, there is as much or more um, uh, satisfaction to know that you are becoming better, that you're getting to a better place. There's also the fear of uncertainty. Trying something new is so uncertain that we don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what the outcome would be. So many people just don't continue doing what they got to do because they have that fear of not knowing what's going to happen. So, <clears throat> sorry, it's so early in the morning that um, I was just so inspired to record this and my throat is still kind of um, uh, closing up on me. So <laughs> that's why you're hearing me like <clears throat> trying to clear my throat. Um, the next thing is not wanting to go and heal past wounds. Um, this is related to the one that we just talked about, that people know exactly what's happening, but yet they don't want to go to the past because, again, it's so frightening, it's so discomfortable, uncomfortable, <laughs> it's so um, revealing, 
And I've seen that in many women when it has to do with the the mother or father uh, wounding that we will talk about in later episodes. We all have some sort of trauma from our parents. And that's something that even if things on the outside looked amazing, there's still something that will be lingering if we do not take care of it. And there are ways to find out about how or what exactly is influencing the way you you do your life now based on your relationship with either parent. <clears throat> and of course, you know, all of this has to do because it is so uncomfortable facing those wounds because again, it's peeling off layers of yourself that are raw. It's like when you have a, when you have an injury, you have a scab, when you peel off the scab, you see, you know, raw skin, which is not, it's not, you know, it's not pretty to look at. It doesn't feel good because you're exposing something. But in our case for healing right now, in what, what we're talking about, sometimes we really got to do that. We got to expose the wound, clean it up, get it better so that it heals better without creating so much scar tissue, without creating emotional scars as well. And because the old patterns, you know, we that's when we become more aware and realize how the old patterns from the past have been so messed up for many people that has has not been helpful at all and it's so uncomfortable to see that as well because here's the other reason why it's so uncomfortable because then we realize that maybe some of us have lived a lie or we realize that our parents are also messed up because they also carry their own wounding from the past and then it is like that trigger what am I talking about is <laughs> that is like that ripple effect that comes goes back to the past from their grandparents and, and their great-grandparents and so on. So it's, to me at least, it is sad to see that generations and generations, all this trauma, this past beliefs, past wounds, they, they keep being passed on from generation to generation. And at the end, it's up to the person who becomes aware in the moment to to look into that and see how we can clear that up, how we can heal for ourselves and then also to stop it cut the core and not continue that uh that that the same cycle to later later generations and yeah and that's something that for quite a few people is quite um awakening it's quite revealing to see that still some things need to be healed and i feel and i know i've said this before I don't think there's ever a, a time, a moment in your life that you will say, I'm completely healed. Everything is amazing. Everything is great. There's nothing else that I need to work on on myself because we're always evolving. We're, even from one day to the next, we're changing. Things are changing in a subtle way sometimes. And, and because we are also being influenced by what happens on the outside and our outside world is always changing always so always be aware of that and open to all the things that are coming to you and in a way be ready to just be um be ready for the change and and to to look at yourself as this evolving being that is capable of adjusting to those changes of getting used to the things so because of that that a universal law in a way you're also able to change on, on your own in your own behavior in your, your own way of thinking of feeling or believing and so because of this self-sabotage that many of us have 
and declare that they they've been struggling with for quite some time and we have that avoidance to that emotional resistance right it's an emotional resistance to not feel uncomfortable not feel in pain it is really a way of protection bottom line whenever there is emotions involved it is there is some sort of protection um uh function that is serving so many of us try to avoid the pain, the, the change being uncertain, the uncomfortability of things because we are protecting ourselves. We want to feel safe. We want to be in control and we want definitely to be certain of what is happening. If we can control it, we know what the outcome could be, right? That's, that's the old belief. We want to feel supported. We want to also feel important. And for some people, if not everybody or all of us in a subtle way that is not so obvious, we want to feel worthy. Again, we don't walk around thinking this or saying this like, oh, I want to be worthy. I want to feel or we don't walk around saying I'm not feeling worthy today. No, we don't. We don't say that out loud, but our actions say that for us. The way we treat ourselves, the way we treat other people, how we are, how our relationship is with other people, how we um, take care of ourselves in so many different ways that there are little things that will, at least it will let me know how your your self-worth um, belief is. So how do we change all of that, right? How do we start getting more at balance with that emotional resistance and being better at prioritizing things, be better at um, stop that self-sabotaging, be better at not making excuses anymore, confronting the past, be better at uh, really seeing what is going to be useful for us and leaving what is not on the side, even if in the past uh, or what we want to change is something that we've been so used to for so many years. Well, we get into practices that will provide all of these beliefs, all of these things that we talked about. It will provide um, the protection that we want. We, we will provide safety, contr having control. When it's about control, though, just also be aware that not everything is going to be under your control. You still have to leave room for the universe, for God, for outside forces, if you will, to take care of things because you cannot do everything, okay? And also to feel supported and worthy and important. So how do you do that? Well, the number one thing that I will say, probably you've guessed it, is really working with a coach, working with somebody who can be right there next to you, holding you on along this path of self-awareness, working on ourselves, who's going to provide you tools, is going to be a guide to you and, and discern what is what are the things that you should be paying more attention to, how to work with your mental health, how you work with your mindset, how to really be better at utilizing the tools that you'll be learning. Because here's the thing that I've noticed as well is that when I provide certain tools, when I teach people certain things, and if I'm not around, they don't do it anymore. People get excited. They download all the PDFs. They download the audio, the video, whatever it is. They listen to podcasts. They read the books but yet they do not implement. So a coach, a guy, a therapist even would be a best, the best person to allow you to have that sacred space of integration. We all need to integrate what we're learning. We have become such a magnet for learning information the last several years that that's all we do. 
whether or not we like it, we are being influenced. We're learning, we're getting information from all over the place, but yet we don't, we do not take the time to implement, to practice, to, to do what we've learned so far, right? So you can work with a coach, you can work on your own as well. But again, this is a little tricky because you got to have awareness and it will take a long, a long time for it. Now, for me, I told you a little while ago that I'm, I'm feeling very confident in that I'm becoming better and better at this. And that's because I've spent quite a big amount of time working on myself. And that's the thing. When you work with somebody, you want to also make sure that they have done their work on themselves as well. They sometimes, and, and you may see or hear like all sorts of people, right, who are experts in this, but also look at what is relatable to you because somebody who is way up there, who got everything that they have and um, who seem perfect, they have the perfect lifestyle. Yeah, that looks amazing. That's the shiny thing, but also see and think how is that relatable to you? I personally like to work with coaches who are maybe one or two steps ahead of me. Because I can relate to that. <coughs> Excuse me. And because um, I know how they their life has not been perfect. <clears throat> oh my God, my throat. I know how their life has not been perfect, just like mine, which has not been perfect. How much they have struggled. And I've watched them grow in a way. So to me, that is more important because in a way I've seen, even before working with them, I've seen... <clears throat> almost like parallel to their own growth, their own healing. So you got to also look into that, who you're working with, how well suited they are for your needs, for the things that you need to work on as well. You also, if you work on yourself, if you decide to do that, just be aware that you got to really go all in, not just toe dipping, um, <clears throat> which meaning when you go to the pool or you go to the ocean, like some people were so afraid to go all the way in, they just like dip their toes in the water just to feel it, right? And then they just kind of like freak out and step away. <laughs> but you got to really commit to yourself in doing this kind of work and, and read the books, maybe take trainings. Like it, when you do it yourself, you got to definitely be a student and learn and, and you got to choose the right teachers. Okay. And because things are not just going to come to you out of like, you know, thin air, basically. <clears throat> and you got to also, if you want to start small, like take the small steps, you got to really find the evidence that you are and will be safe, supported, um, that you are important, that you are in control to a certain level. Okay. That, um, that you, you have to find that evidence within yourself. So look at yourself and like look back in time and when and where have you felt safe, supported, in control, that you got all figured out. You got to find that in yourself first. And if you, you cannot find it right away or it's difficult for you to see it because I bet you, you do have that in you, then look at the people that you trust the most and see how those people have done it and uh, it, that they do have an evidence. So rely on other people's evidence, of course, people that you do trust, right? And also you got to really be open to learning new habits that will help you and support you. You got to really get yourself used to the change, be okay with it, open mind, really start practicing that open mind, mind 
that will allow you to be a good learner. So start looking around you. If there is some sort of resistance somewhere, then ask yourself, why are you feeling this resistance? What is the emotion that is coming out of it? What is the belief that is coming from that resistance? Why do you feel that resistance in that moment? Has that always been there? Is it something that you feel you've carried for years and years and years, or is this something new? It is something that is like uh, like genuinely yours or is something that belongs to somebody else so you really got to spend some time with that and really be very open to the answers that are coming to you okay and 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 allow room for surprises allow yourself to be surprised and <clears throat> when i say when i when i mentioned a little while ago that some of these some of the process will be awakening and facing some wrong moments that are uncomfortable. That's, I feel, when you do need to be working with somebody because some of them you need to be guided and, and, and be held in a sacred and safe space. So that's why I mentioned about also working with a coach. Because uh, <clears throat> sometimes it's moments when you are very vulnerable, when it's very scary for some people, they, they can... Uh, they, they might not know what to do with that and be like stuck in that circle of uh, becoming a victim again. And that's exactly what we are not trying to do. Okay. We're trying to step away out of that victimhood. And you got to really have a, a, the time and commitment to have deep, deep self conversations to find exactly what you are avoiding. And don't be afraid to heal this part of yourself, this part of the past. Really take the time and the moment to have those deep, raw conversations that I often talked about, that I mentioned in social media as well. And sometimes I give you little questions to think about because even though it might be very uncomfortable to yourself, but it's going to reveal something that needs to needs to be spoken in the moment. It's going to bring light into something that needs to be healed. All right, that's it for now, guys. And I hope this was very helpful. Please let me know. As always, you can always DM me on Instagram at wendy4wellness or send me an email or find me in any way and let me know how this was helpful to you because I really want to be here to support you and provide all these tips and ways for us all to heal because when you heal, everybody else heals, all right? So have an amazing day. If you also need some health support, you can reach out to me so we can I can tell you more how you can start your process in, in your own self-healing. And if you want to work with me at a deeper level, also DM me, send me an email, I'll have the information down below so we can get connected and I can support you as well as um, if you have any topics, ideas that you want me to discuss in the podcast, I'm more than happy. I'm very open to listen to what you want to hear from me. What are the questions that you have, which by the way, there'll be an episode coming up about questions and answers because that's something that um, I've gotten quite a few questions, uh, all sorts of questions. So it's going to be a fun episode to have that as well. And also, if you are called to help me and help the podcast or the show, please leave a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever it is you're listening to this. It will not only help me, but it helps the show to reach other people who are also looking for this type of information because the more we share, the more we open up and open other people, the better we'll become as people, as a community, as humanity, as just the whole world, all right? So go ahead. It doesn't take much. It only takes a couple of minutes, but I'll be greatly appreciating you forever. <laughs> okay, guys.
I'll see you soon. Bye.